is recording so we're gonna talk slightly more about energy drains um how it is um that we can protect our own energy against drain now you know i feel like people kind of are filled feeling pretty depleted on most ends these days and so that's kind of why I'm bringing this up um you know most people I talk to you know I think the general consensus is a lot of us notice our social lives have changed mostly because the financial aspect of things have has changed So I've noticed for myself and a lot of friends that are trying to be more financially responsible, they've had to put things on hold like going out to eat dinner, going out for drinks, just casual things that, like I've even mentioned before, you know, I used to do these kind of things like Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, or maybe even just Friday, Saturday, or just Saturday or Friday, um, like you know, I'd usually go out at least once a week. Um, that's not even the case anymore. Um, it's not necessarily that I can't afford it. It's just that I'd rather not, if that makes sense. Sometimes I'd rather just put my money in other places. Um, but that kind of gets in the way of cultivating relationships as well. And that's been one thing that, you know, while I'm not, you know, like a superstar at it, I'm not perfect at it, of course, you know. Um, I make mistakes socially and things like I'm not like perfect. Like I'm pretty sure anyone who knows me well has at least some complaints, but I'd say I put in effort. I try, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody would assume that I, that I like try to slack in my connection or, or, uh, effort to try to connect, even if it's not really a one-to-one of what they might prefer, at least I think most people notice that I put in effort uh, and I try to make it quality effort. Um, But, you know, I don't think I've never heard anybody complain about that. But um, I guess what I was going to get at in this, this is kind of a part two um, talking about, you know, how to protect against energy drain with people um, in social settings. And before, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, the energy drain that can happen in social settings when it, when, you know, social settings as it pertains to um, um, like a connection, you know, as far as like, meeting up, making plans, doing stuff, kind of being on the same page, uh, keeping things as convenient as they can be, you know. When I say convenient, I mean, you know, I'll give you an example. Like once, I can't remember where I was trying to fly. I want to say maybe, maybe I had to fly to Missouri or something like that. 
and I was in San Diego and my mom was in LA. So, you know, my dad came up with this plan where he was like, you know, it would be nice if you could both fly out of LAX. And that would have meant I would have to drive at the, at minimum two hours to LA to catch a flight, you know, be at the airport early, you know, LAX, you're there like two hours early or so, or maybe 90 minutes just to make sure you get smoothly through security. Like you can, you can, you can spend less time at security, um, but usually it's not recommended. Um, so just for peace of mind, usually they say two hours or so. Um, so usually you want to get there early because it, it is a very busy airport. So that's not only the minimum two hour drive, but then the minimum being at the airport early because this would have been on the Thanksgiving weekend. Um, so definitely be there early. Don't be there like 20 minutes to get through security before your flight leaves, you know. So, and then the flight, however long that flight was to Missouri, that let's call it five hours, four hours, I don't really remember, um, but it's multiple hours long. And then we would have landed in St. Louis, Missouri, and then had to drive another two or so hours um, to the little town. So I'm like, at minimum that six hours not counting the flight you know so in my head I'm like what in whose mind is this like a good idea you know what I mean that's not convenient right that's not a convenient plan like it made more sense for me to fly out of San Diego for my mom to fly out of uh, LAX and then try to get a time where we're close enough to um, arrival at the airport um, to be able to just, like, get to the airport, and then, like, at a similar time frame, and then all carpool, because I think we're meeting one aunt there as well, and then all carpool to, um, to be able to, uh, fly, I mean, to be able to drive, uh, in a rental van, and so, that was, you know, my dad's plan. That, to me, did not sound like a good plan at all. I don't know who, you know, where that plan came from. But that's the kind of thing that I think of when I think of inconvenience. I'm like, that is the most inconvenient route to get somewhere. It's like, if you live near an airport that has a direct flight, why would you drive over two hours to another city to catch another flight at a different time, you know, from another city. And then I, once I would get back to L.A., I'd still have to drive back, you know, like however many days we were going to be in Missouri, I'd have to drive back from, once I got to L.A., I'd have to drive from L.A. back to San Diego. So it's like, no, let's not do that. Like, that doesn't sound like a like something I'm going to sign on for, which I didn't sign on for it, but... um sometimes there's a way of you know uh doing things a little more efficiently so you know sometimes when you know people who have situations where they kind of plan that way or situations where they're always late like an hour late or something and you're like busting your your chops to get somewhere early and then 
you know, you're looking for parking and you're like, oh, I'm going to get there with like five minutes to spare, you know, once I park and you're telling them, oh, I'm walking over or whatever, expecting that they're hopefully walking over and they're not even on their way. It's like, come on, you know? So sometimes things like that, like people just assume that someone's going to be there all day long. I've had, I've, I've met people like that where I've noticed, you know, I stopped having the plan with them. I stopped um, trying to plan with them pretty shortly after that. Um, it only took a couple times. Like one day, you know, I, I learned that they really liked whiskey. So I wanted to meet with them and another friend because I was like, you know, we were meeting to have fun, and so me and, like, two other friends and this person were going to meet, um, just chat, drink some whiskey at this Japanese whiskey bar, and they didn't show up, you know, they kept texting, oh, I forgot my wallet, you know, and then they went back to get it, which would have taken them 15 to 20 minutes out of the way, and, you know, we sat and ordered and ate our food and left and we just happened to be going to a bar after that and the person was like oh I'm gonna be at that bar you know I'll meet at the bar and I was like well I'm just gonna go for like one drink because like I'd already been out since like I think the place opened at like 5 30 and by this time it was probably like after eight and I was like I had already been out so I was like I'm just gonna have a drink real quick so by the time it was almost nine I was like headed out and they were like oh you're leaving so soon it's like what do you mean we're leaving like I've been out since like five o'clock you know like five something like I went right after work or something um and so then my other friends and so it was just kind of interesting to me that um you know we were just kind of doing that and um I don't really know I think uh, mm, you know, I think there was a second time where I tried to make plans with that person, and something happened similarly where they just didn't show up on time, like, to an extent that it would have been, like, way, like, hours later, where I was just, like, you know, there's a certain point where you just kind of say you're not going to show up, right? But I don't know, that that person just, I don't, I don't understand how that worked. But I didn't know them very well, and some other friends of mine knew them very well. And I overheard my other friends one day mentioning something about them, and I was like, oh, like, yeah, so they're just like, it's a pattern. They're like that with everybody. So I was like, well, there's, I'm not going to really spend more time inviting people that, kind of that way like if you're gonna be like an hour late consistently or like three hours late it's like that's too much you know that's too much like I understand on occasion you know something happens your car breaks down you definitely do lose or lose your keys or misplace your stuff whatever you know like I get that um but I guess what I wanted to talk about outside of the timing inconveniences um, with those kind of examples was the energy inconvenience that has to do with like not just like proximity and time or money necessarily but kind of like the energy drain emotionally 
um and i think because because i've gotten so burnt out from you know work in psychology in the past i know what that you know emotional burnout compassion fatigue kind of burnout feels like and i'm still kind of like i guess not a hundred percent recovered from it because i do notice whenever certain people kind of start like bringing up some stuff you know i'm just like in my head i'm like where i would have originally been like okay i want to be there for this person i do notice myself being like oh my gosh like i didn't i didn't want to hang out to like have this kind of a hangout you know what i mean like i wanted to like unwind and like relax and have some jokes and like i'm not saying it needs to be completely superficial if people have things they want to discuss i think is perfectly fine and appropriate but it's like to take the whole night or the whole dinner or the whole meeting to kind of like unload every time like you know i've kind of noticed you know i i I do have some people in my life that are kind of like that they're kind of unloaders you know um kind of like an emotional dump and I'm not talking about okay talk to me about your shitty week talk to me about your shitty day you know talk to me about your boss or you know this stupid place that tried to scam you or whatever I'm not talking about that I mean I do that everybody does that I think is perfectly natural and normal but I'm talking about you know, I don't even want to say it, but it almost seems like, you know, people who want to, like, use you for just kind of, like, the energy that they get from you because they like hearing nice things and, you know, that kind of thing. But I feel like it's kind of like, okay, if you want to hang out, it doesn't need to be, like, about misery all the time you know, it can be fun, you know, let's catch up on life, let's talk about what's going right as well as what's going wrong, not just, you know, reciting every wrong thing that's gone wrong for all eternity, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, I feel like once it gets to that point, like, people kind of need and I'm not saying this in like a, a mean way. I think when people get professional help, it's an admirable thing. I think people should get professional help. I think they should get it before they need it. That's my opinion. Just like you go to the doctor every year for like a physical or you get your eyes examined or your teeth examined and things. It preventative. I think, you know, it makes sense in my opinion to go, you know, and make sure you get like you know, some kind of a evaluation, if it, especially if it's covered by insurance, you know, get an evaluation and make sure it's covered, you know, um, make sure that, you know, you have a professional talking to you about depression, anxiety, trauma, at least once a year, somebody gives you a checklist that asks you if you're like depressed or how your mood has been or whatever. Um, and you kind of just relax um, you know, if nothing's wrong, it's like, cool, you can just relax and just go on about your, your day. Just like if you have a physical, it's like, maybe they'll be like, okay, blood sugar is a little high. Okay. We got your labs back, this and this and that. You might be better, 
you know, of course, most of us usually need a diet and exercise, and they'll say that, but, you know, same with mental health, they'll probably be like, uh, maybe you need to sleep some more, put in some more time for meditation, those types of things, but, you know, or they might recommend some things for you, either medications or therapy or groups or something, something, you know, even if you don't take their, you know, recommendations, just hearing them out, I do that, so, like, when I say that people need to get help, you know, I don't, I really don't mean it to be, like, that person, you know, when their problems, they need to get help, like, not, I'm not saying it, like, in a, in a derogatory or, like, mean or rude way, I literally mean, I personally believe that people are better off when they get regularly health, regularly screened for their health, including mental health. And so, like, I think people don't see it in themselves sometimes um, when they're not really functioning at their best. I think a lot of us in, a, in certain fields, I've noticed in psychology as well, um, we tend to be good at burning ourselves out because we know how and there's a purpose to do it for because usually when you're burning yourself out, it's for your clients, for the work that's going to come out into, you know, progress for your clients and getting them closer to their goals or like educating them on something to do with their goals or whatever it may be. Um, it's easy to kind of work towards someone who it has some level of need that you're helping them with or some level of illness that you're helping them with. I find it easy to help people like that not not that I have always had the energy to do it but I find it easy as in you know theoretically it's it's easy to be like like say for example if I knew that you know a really close friend of mine really needed something and maybe it's not physically or financially inconvenient for me or time-wise but maybe they're like five o'clock on Sunday morning I need you to help me you know I need you to pick me up can you take me over to the airport and I have to rent a car from the airport because that's the only one I can afford and I'm desperate because I need it for work um and that's inconvenient that's inconvenient as hell but if somebody close to me asked me to do that, you know, and they weren't like overusing, you know, me to kind of support them with stuff and it was just a one-time kind of thing, it would be easy to wake up and get get in the car and get them at five o'clock and help them out, you know, maybe not sleep, not be able to stay up as late as I wanted to on a Saturday night because I know I have to wake up and be like actually driving at like five o'clock in the morning on a Sunday you know I can lose one Sunday's kind of like rest sleep in I mean like I've told I've told people people know that I wake up sometimes around five usually closer to five thirty six six thirty um it's an insomnia thing though it's not necessarily like like a thing that's like oh I'm better than people because I do this it's it's not plan I don't prefer it it just happens and so I just kind of roll with it because it does help me because it's 
a time frame where I can get a lot done. So I might actually be up at five in the morning, but usually I'm not helping anybody or doing anything. If I'm doing anything at all, I'm doing my own thing. What I exactly what I want to be doing. I'm not doing things that I don't feel like doing when it's five something in the morning and I'm awake, you know, so that's kind of me time, you know, and so things like that, it would be easy to help somebody. Um, now, if somebody was like, um, you know, I really want to sleep in, so could you maybe go pick up some donuts and drop them, uh, you know, I'll leave my front door or, or leave a table at my front door. Could you go pick up some donuts at five o'clock in the morning and bring them over to my house for no reason? There's no birthday. There's no nothing. Just your friend wants to sleep in and wants to wake up to donuts at eight and wants you to get the freshest ones that they put out at five o'clock. It's like, dude, unless I'm in love with somebody or something, there's no way I'm getting up at five to go get someone some random donuts that, you know, get it yourself, you know, (laughs) like things like that, you know, so it's like, it's different. Like I could see myself getting up at 5 a.m. as an inconvenience to myself to help somebody uh, in need, especially if I could do it and it wasn't like some extravagant request. Um, Comparing that to like getting up at 5 a.m. just to do someone like a favor for fun. Um, If it's an inconvenience to my energy or schedule. But I've... I've noticed a lot of people suffering these days and I've been in that camp, you know, I've been in that camp. Like I'm barely crawling my ass out of it. So, you know, I've been in that camp for a while. Um, so, you know, I get it. Like, I know that I'm an energy drain on people too sometimes. And I'm just like, Oh shoot. Like maybe I should like look out for that. But now that I'm kind of like getting my energy kind of back, I'm kind of noticing when people do it to me more. Um, And this is all a product of these times. Now, I'm not one to be like, this is the end times or this is whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know any of that kind of stuff. I don't know anything about it. I know what I see. I recognize patterns. um, And these are things that I've definitely noticed. That socially, things have changed. Financially, things have changed. Uh, mentally, emotionally for people, things have definitely changed. Um, you know, people have, you know, I feel like most people are trying their best, though. Like, most people I have around me I feel like they're trying really hard. I don't feel like I know anybody who I can identify that's like um not trying. Like maybe some people are missing the mark. I know for a long time I was missing the mark for sure. Um just trying to hold down a job that I was like I have no energy or desire to do this. And I tried and tried and I was like this is getting worse instead of better. Luckily I had all that PTO and was able to kind of recognize after taking so many days off all the time that my energy was not recovering and that that was going to be at the end of a phase, you know, of doing that kind of work. Cause I was like, you know, this is 
you know, it got to a point where I was like, I'm not going to the gym anymore. Like I literally wasn't going to the gym anymore. Uh, because of where I was living and stuff, I literally was eating so much takeout. Um, and it wasn't necessarily always the healthy takeout. And I literally was just like, you know, I wasn't doing that well. Uh, but things did kind of go, they kind of did dip, uh, in, in early June and late May of 2020 two things did kind of dip and it really took me till September of 2022 to realize it it took me and well it took me just a little bit probably from April to May to realize the house issue it took me from about June well the roommates issue I'll put it that way and I did not realize it but it got worse and wasn't going to get better so I realized that in April, I was like, if we can't make any changes, and then I put my foot down in May, and changes weren't going to happen, so June I moved of 2022, but I still was working that job, and I felt like, okay, well, moving should help, but then moving didn't really help necessarily, because I wasn't wanting to live leave my San Diego life, I was just wanting to leave that house, but because of the economy, you know, I couldn't really afford an apartment that either didn't have roommates or, you know, wasn't a total piece of crap or wasn't, like, super far in, like, Ramona or something. Um, I couldn't really afford anything that would have been nearby. So the easiest solution, you know, was to move up to L.A. And then I was like, well, now my whole life is in San Diego minus the roommates that was the only real issue that I was kind of dealing with and then the job too because I was like by September between June and September that's when I realized that I didn't even want to do the job anymore so I stuck it out till December of 2022 just because I was like I want to you know I want to be able to um uh you know, hit my seven-year mark, and, um, that was important to me, um, seven years surviving working in a place like that, seven years of paid work, I did probably a half a year, and then another, like, ten months or so for free, pretty much, um, over a two-year, or year-and-a-half period, um, so it was more like eight and a half years I was kind of involved with this, this company. Um, but, you know, it took me a while, you know, it took me a while. And I do think things like podcasting helped me just because I realized how much I was talking about the same thing. Like, I was even like, am I really ranting about this roommate again? Like, am I really, am I really on here, like, every day after work, going and recording, you know, in a parking lot, and just, what was the thing that these roommates did this, this time, you know, and then what's the stuff that they did during this week, even, and the stuff I'm about to go home to tonight, kind of thing, like, it was almost every day, and, you know, people around me were like, you need to get out of there, 
And I was kind of like, ah, but it's cheap. <laughs> you know, you know, I was paying 700 something a month. And in San Diego, that's still super, super cheap. But it was cheap because the quality sucked. So um, that that was the cheapness of that situation. It didn't always suck, though. And I did kind of have hopes at one point that the problematic person, because it really was one problematic person. The other people, it could be annoying, but the one person was problematic. And as they got more and more problematic, the problems in the house got worse and worse because they always were like stemming from everybody being mad about this person being allowed to be this way and all this kind of stuff. And so, and then the one person who had control of the situation was not handling it. But if you've been following me online for years, you know that I've brought these situations up so many times that it's like, it's crazy to even like think that it's been over a year ago since I've really talked to any of those people so I mean I think about them of course they left they definitely left a dent of an impression uh that it wasn't pleasant but um the reason why I'm mentioning all that is because that is what an energy drain looked like to me um, I didn't even notice it. I didn't notice that was what was happening, but I just did know every day I had complaints about about these people. And people who know me, you know, it's like I'm I'm really I'm really not that easily upset or angered by people. Like I get annoyed by things easily, I'd say, cuz I kind of prefer things to be I'm a little particular about how I prefer things to be. But I also get over it really easily. Like, if I put, you know, like if, like, say if I'm out at a bar or something and I buy a drink, um, I'm at a bar, you know, I go up to the bar and then a friend is just like, hey, can you buy me one too? And then I'll just buy them one and then they don't Venmo me back or pay me back or anything and just got a, got a beer on me or whatever. And, like, you know, it happens, you know, and, like, maybe they just wanted a free beer, but whatever, like, things like that. It's like, eh, it's like a $7 beer, $10 beer, like, whatever. It's not really a big deal. Like, I'm not going to be buying them a beer every day, but it's like, I'd be annoyed. I'd be like, oh, they didn't pay me back, like, 7 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever. I didn't even mention it. But I also don't know their intentions, and it also is my responsibility. If I want the money back, send them a Venmo request. Like, it, there's nothing rude about it. Um, I feel like when a Venmo request is made in a timely fashion, there's nothing, um, inappropriate about that. So, um, I, I usually... Um, yeah, I'm not, like, easily angered by things. Like, something like that, I'd probably be, like, you know, figure out what, what's my role in those situations, and if I really don't like it, I'll make sure it doesn't happen again, you know? Um, 
And, you know, I can be a little direct about things, but if that happened like a second time, then I notice someone's kind of like mooching off my tab. And when I go up, you know, and I give the bartender my card and then they're like, if somebody comes up and like, hey, can you get me one? Like, oh, like I'm on a one, I'm on a one drink minimum for my budget tonight or something. And that, that's probably what I would say. I'd just be like, I only came here to buy one drink, you know? So, you know, that I'm closing out and that, that would be that, you know, I wouldn't make much more of it. Um, if they want to get mad, they can get mad. I mean, it's my money. I don't have to spend it on people, but that's kind of how I usually take things. It's kind of more like, okay, I'll make like an internal kind of strategy around it and then try not to get burned. Um, but I, I don't like have friends that are really like that. And that's why I'm just kind of like, okay, that would be weird. But I mean, I could see it happening like if it happened that's why I'm like if it happens once I wouldn't really care but if it was something that like I noticed that somebody just like follows me to the bar every single time I'd be like uh, you know you're kind of you know not doing this responsibly you know and I'm not going to keep buying people alcohol um if you come to a bar with no money and you don't I mean I don't mind people asking me to get them a drink, but I feel like it's weird if it's like every time. That would be odd, right? But again, I don't know anybody who who does that specifically. I'm just saying, like, if it were to be the case, I would find it odd. Um, But when somebody's more of like an emotionally energy-draining person, you feel that. Um... You feel that. You definitely feel it. You know, you feel it before you even go meet them. You'll be there and be just like, man, like, you know, why do I have to go meet this person? I don't want to go meet this person. You know, I hope that they're not, you know, talking about these topics again and all that kind of stuff. Like, I hope that they're, you know, in a different mindset or whatever. And, you know, I don't mind lending an ear, being a friend. I really don't mind it, but, you know, I just noticed, you know, there's a lot of people going through a lot of things lately, and I'm not really the one that would be in the best position for someone to be unloading on on a very regular basis because I've got my own stuff to deal with, and so... I think most people who know me well know that. (laughs) If you don't know that, then you probably don't know me. You probably don't talk to me on a regular basis. Uh, If you don't know what my kind of, like, life kind of looks like in general, then you probably really just don't know what I'm up to lately. Because anyone who would assume that I would have so much energy to give just only to them, who wouldn't question that, is, like... I think they really just don't know my life, like, at all right now. Um, Like, I don't mind talking on the phone for hours with friends. I don't mind, you know, catching up with people. Like, when it's convenient for everybody involved, cool, let's do it, you know. But if it's not convenient, you know, I think none of us are really bending over backwards to do it. But I do think I have some friends that 
I've talked about it a little bit before and not really gone into too much depth with it, but I do know some people that I'll put it this way. Um, I think they're struggling, which I get. Um, I think they need help, which is fine to need help. I think maybe they're not getting the proper help and support that they need, which is why they're being the way that they are being is because they need somebody but also i am not that person um you know if somebody needs someone like that on a very regular basis like once or twice a week that's too much every day that's way too much I mean, I sympathize, I feel for people, and I've definitely been there, you know, but there's only so much that your friends can can deal with. They've got their own lives. There's only so much that your family can deal with. They've got their own lives. Um, it does help to know a lot of people and kind of, you know, if you need support, spread the support around, kind of, so you're not just bombarding one person all the time, but... That's one reason not to burn bridges. I'm not saying to, like, use them for your own, like, personal, you know, dumping ground. Like, when you need to unload on somebody, it's like, well, at least I have, like, 20 friends that I can call. You know, not like that. Um, But I think, for myself, it does help to know a lot of people. I would say that I've, I can't recall ever having one time my life where I felt like I was alone like fully um and I want to talk about that next because I think that's another issue with like energy is like kind of the give and take so that'll be part three um but I'll continue to talk about that next and thanks for listening (laughs) 